Saving usually means lowering your expectations, settling for less. But no one ever got less than thought, good for me. Now you can save on all your favorite stuff without giving anything up. Surf, swipe, and stream as much as you want with WOW Internet for only $34.99 a month. With our two-year price lock guarantee, these are savings you can count on. And when you sign up today at WOWWay.com, get a $100 Visa prepaid reward card. Offer for new customers with a two-year agreement. Auto pay and paperless billing. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. Subject to change. Restrictions apply. To play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down. Then we take that town. Then we take that town. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're back. We got a two-man pod today. We have a lot to talk about. Um, we got... A lot of waiver wire stuff, a lot of injuries, a pretty packed weekend, if not, uh, you know, not necessarily the best games, but uh, definitely a lot of news that came out of these games. So before we get into any of that, I want to introduce with me tonight, Armando Crespo. What's up, Armando? Armando Vacilan, Armando Rumba en la calle, Armando La Gozadera, Armando... What's up, guys? I just want to... Say congratulations to the Dolphins for knocking out another quarterback. So I think they change their names to quarterback killers because they're killing it. Or uh, or anybody that plays against the Browns. Because, holy crap, if you're a guy that plays in like a two-quarterback league, for example, and you decided to like roll the dice on RG3 and then decided, you know, maybe I'm going to do it with Josh McCown because RG3's out, things probably aren't looking too good for you right now. Philip, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we call him out all the time. Poor kid. No one's gonna read his articles anymore. <laughs> no, man, he's been hitting on some dumpster diving stuff, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Cole Beasley. Uh, we got we got a ton of stuff to talk about, um, and we really want to get you guys prepared for the waiver wire and a lot of the action that's going to be going on there because um, this is the time of year. I mean. Injuries happen, and if you you know you want to know whether or not you need to spend your your priority, or you know if you're going to spend some some fab. big bucks in that fab. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right into that. All right. So with, the first we don't really I have think... a drop for that, huh? No, we don't have a drop. No. Waiver wire. That's good. That's that good. Gonna... Waiver wire. One of these days, I'm going to get working on that. Um, so the first guy we're going to talk about is the most important one is Adrian Peterson. He was knocked out with a, what, a meniscus tear or something? They say meniscus be- tear. Meniscus tear. Um, so they say he's week to week right now. What do you think about that, Rito? In the most ridiculous report of the day, oh, Adrian Peterson has a meniscus tear. If he needs a partial repair, could be four weeks. If he needs a full repair, could be four months. But he's not ruled out for this Sunday. Like, right? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man the fuck does that mean um honestly right now if i was an adrian peterson owner i would be expecting you know a several week to be out you know probably about that four week timeline but that's something that we need to ask the doctor coming up later in the week but right now if you're an adrian peterson owner you got to figure out what you need to do in the waiver wire luckily there's several options and they're probably all free agents and they're probably all free agents. So let's start with the guy that comes to mind for a lot of people um, who, for me, in this backfield would be the the top pickup, and that's Jarek McKinnon. Um, it's not going to be the same without Peterson, right? They're probably going to go back to this sort of timeshare between McKinnon and Aziata. But we saw that the offense was pretty effective, um, you know, to some extent, especially with, with Stephon Diggs this past week. Um 
do you think that either one of these guys, Jarek McKinnon or Matt Asiata, can be, you know, a top 24 running back plugging in? No, I think they're both going to be flex plays at most. Asiata is the goal line back, and he's going to get the majority of the work in the red zone. McKinnon is known to be the one to catch the ball. So, I mean, if they're going to be splitting another running back by committee in the NFL, both of them are just flex starts at this point until something happens. McKinnon, last time he got the opportunity, did did show up on top. But, you know, Matt Asiata, it's been two years. Maybe he's changed a bit and might, he might get the, the major workload, but we'll see. I will say this. Even though I, I am favoring McKinnon right now, um, I do think that it is worth speculating, especially if you have – like a late priority or you just want to put, you know, yeah. two to 5% of your budget on Matt Asiata just to kind of speculate. Because when, when Peterson did go down, it was Asiata that had more carries. Six carries, two carries. So that's a big, yep. that's a big deal. So I, I do kind of think I'd rather have McKinnon, but he's a talent. He's those... really talented when the ball's in his hands in the open yep. field, but not between the tackles. That's the big difference. Fair enough. Um, probably somebody I'm going to personally be targeting in some of my leagues is McKinnon just to kind of speculate on it because I think the upside is there for him to be very good if they give him the ball enough. Just something I, I just want, don't know if they will. Something I want to know, we went running back heavy at one of our mock drafts and we took McKinnon as our handcuff to Adrian Peterson because we had Charles and Peterson. We took McKinnon. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, another guy that went down this weekend uh, is Doug Martin. You know, we're going to stick with the theme of injured running backs because that seems to be (laughs) this theme over the past two years in fantasy. So um, Doug Martin goes down, um, you know, doesn't is not expected at the moment to to miss a ton of time. But we've seen Charles Sims be very effective. I don't know how many um, leagues he's still available. I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah. do we have any stats on that? Um, honey, Actually, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Charles, if, if Charles Sims wasn't drafted in your league, then you guys all fucked up. Charles Sims should be on your bench, flex-worthy. He catches the ball out of the backfield. And if you have him on your roster, he's definitely worth starting next week and moving forward until Doug Martin comes back. Doug Martin just has a suffer, just suffered a slight tweak to his hand, is what he's saying. So, you know, we'll wait to see what comes out of the doctors, you know, tomorrow is a Tomorrow's a big day, so we'll see what happens. But right now, Charles Sims is the target, and if he's the one starting in the next couple of weeks, he's the guy you want to start. And and Sims isn't available in a ton of leagues. He's he's uh, available in 16% of leagues, but if you're in that 16%, check a waiver wire because you never know if somebody, you know, after the first week of a in maybe not-so-great rushing performance, even though he did get in the end zone the first week, um, may have dropped him. Um, so if, he's, uh, if you're in that 16%, definitely go pick him up because I think he will be – uh, just as pr- productive as Doug Martin, if Martin has any time that he's sidelined. And the next guy we're talking about is Danny Woodhead with a full-on ACL ACL tear and is out mm. for the year. Rest in peace, music. the San Diego offense. I'm really sad. Yeah, I'm not. I got Melvin Gordon all my leagues. Cha-ching! Oh. Well, I don't, I don't own Danny Woodhead, but I think it's just bad, to be honest, for... The Chargers offense as a whole, although they didn't really show it yesterday. No. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they looked just fine without Woodhead and without Keenan Allen. There's um, no one else you want to target on that offense as far as running backs goes. 
Melvin Gordon's all they have left. They already lost Brandon Oliver, who might have picking up the work. So right Correct. now, we don't know who is going to be the backup to Melvin Gordon, but they're not worth getting on the on the waiver wire, that's for sure. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll get into some of those receivers in just a second as far as San Diego. But continuing on in the running back theme, we had Jonathan Stewart go down in week two. Yep. Um, looks like he might miss some time with a with a hamstring injury so um you know once he left the game it was Whitaker carried the ball 16 times over 100 yards he caught some passes looked quite effective um so I, I want to add something to this uh Curtis Artis Payne did not suit up to this game this this was the same issue they had last year when Stewart went down um Curtis Artis Payne was not dressed up um then the next game he ended up starting um, they used Whitaker in the special teams. That's why he dressed. And that's why he stressed last year. Curtis Arvis Payne is a handcuff to own to Jonathan Stewart. And Fozzie right. Whitaker also went down with his own injury. We don't know the severity of it. But if you're gonna if you're gonna target, in my opinion, a running back, it is Curtis Arvis Payne. And hopefully he'll slip down because people are gonna go ahead and target Fozzie. So so with Cameron Artis Payne, I do want to mention. You know he was inactive, and we saw Tobert in the game get nine carries. So. I think this is going to be another one of those running back splits between um, Artis Payne and Fozzie Whitaker. I think Artis Payne will probably get a little bit more work if, if it's, you know, based on kind of what we've seen. I know that at the end of last year, it was the Artis Payne show um, as far as who got the most carries. Um, so another one of those situations where uh, you can kind of try to pick your guy and gamble on who you want. Um, another situation where I kind of maybe disagree a little bit on who I would target versus Armando here, but I think it's going to be another running back by committee as long as Jonathan Stewart's out. Yeah. All right. Well, the next guy we're going to talk about is Arian Foster with a groin injury. Um, of he course. Is, he is day-to-day, so we don't know who's going to be the starting running back, but he's he's at least down for now. He fucked everyone else in, dra- in fantasy this week, so... He definitely leads the league in groin injuries. <laughs> Poor guy. I would hate to be his girlfriend. He's uh, probably icing his groin right now. Yeah, right. That cannot feel good. You know what no. I mean? Like <laughs> groin injuries all the time. Like that's your go-to move. As far uh, as who to target in the back there, I mean, everyone's going to target J.J. Honestly, right. there's Kenyon Drake. There's Damian Williams. There's Isaiah Pede. You know, pick your poison. I Honestly... I'm a Dolphins fan, and the guy I'm going to target is a Pede. I'm not going to waste a waiver on him, but I feel like he's going to be the one starting next week if Foster does miss a few, a few weeks. Right. I mean, I <laughs> JJ is available in almost a quarter of leagues, actually, so he's out there a lot. Um, he looks bad, though. He looks terrible. He looks bad. Uh, and you wonder, is that just a function of the Dolphins' offense being kind of incompetent for, for the first two weeks? You know, but... Jhi didn't even make the trip the first week. He had um, 14 yards the second week, along with a fumble. So it's not like he was effective with the little bit of work he was given on Sunday. So, yep. um, honestly, he's a guy that, even though he's available on waivers, I'd much rather prioritize Jarek McKinnon. I'd much rather have Fozzie or Cameron Artis Payne. Um, at this point, you know, there, there's other people I would rather have than Jay Ajayi. Um, 
I'm not even sure if I would want anyone else in the Dolphins' backfield, to be honest. Yeah. I, it feels like – I'm just going to say some little pie. This is one of the weeks that I would not use my waiver wire if I'm not the number one overall because there's so many options and someone's going to fall through. Unless you know what you need and you're on your roster or you know who you want, someone, right. someone's good is going to fall through. There's just so many players that are going to be available in the waiver wire this week. That's kind of where I'm sitting, right? So I have a pretty high waiver priority in one of my leagues. Um and I'm sitting here thinking, do I want Jarek McKinnon? Do I want a guy like Fozzie Whitaker? Do I want Cameron Artis Payne? There's so many options. A couple of these guys will break out, and that's kind of what you do when you play the running back game and you load these guys up on your bench. Um, and it's kind of going to be a situation where basically I, I just want – I'm going to put my money on whoever is in a situation where the guy's going to be out the longest, exactly. which might be, you know – Peterson. Which, which might be Peterson, um, and we kind of have to just wait as the week progresses to get some of these injury reports and news about how long these injuries are expected to to, to occur and take um, for these players to come back. But um, <clears throat> any stock into Kenyon Drake? I don't honestly. If you have a high waiver priority, do not waste a waiver wire on the Dolphin situation right now. It's just there's too many question marks. He's dated. What, if, what if you're in a What if you're in a fab? Would you spend, I don't know, 2 to 4% of your budget on Kenyon Drake? If you are in a fab league and you have Aaron Foster and you are hurting for a running back, sure. Sure, I, w- I would, yes. I, Kenyon Drake, yes, maybe. The other thing about Foster is, you know, for for as much as we malign him with all those injuries, he's week to week with this groin injury. Like, it came back, he had his MRI. He's day-to-day. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, day to day. I'm sorry. I meant that's what I meant to say. Um, so he seems like he'll be back pretty soon, and he's got some pretty nice matchups for the Dolphins. At least have yeah. some pretty nice matchups for the next few weeks. So um, it's if you want to, if you really are desperate for a plug and play, um, one of these two guys probably will have some value next week against Cleveland. This week against Cleveland. Yeah. All right. Well, the next guy. I think that's all for the running backs. I really needed to cover. Um, anyone else? Well, there is there is one one more guy I do want to cover. Um, Amir Abdullah oh, yeah. went down with an injury, and so the re- reports are now that they're going to try to give a lot more work to the rookie Dwayne Washington. So I think he's actually worth a pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, amount of your waiver depending on the severity of Abdullah's injury right so again based on the news that we have at this moment we don't know how long Abdullah's injury will be Theo Riddick is the guy that comes in mind but he's not necessarily a three down back so Dwayne Washington's a guy that I would spend you know five to ten percent of my personal budget on um, just to kind of speculate and see how that might shake out. Right. I just want to comment on this. His x-rays did come back negative. He is flying to North Carolina to see Dr. Robert Anderson. So if he's apparently if he goes over there, that's a pretty big deal. It could be a serious injury. So maybe Amir Abdul's handcuff is Dwayne Washington, and that is a guy to target as your number one away for priority. I might agree with that. If Amir Abdul's out, that's the guy to target. Theo Riddick is not his handcuff. Theo Riddick is a pass-catching running back. They play completely different roles. And a very effective one. But yep. that's, yeah, exactly like you said. That's not exactly his role. It's not like what I would expect from Charles Sims. You right. know, if if Doug Martin misses time, if 
if this comes out right, that Doug Martin's going to miss time, and for some reason you're in that small percentage of leagues where Charles Sims is available, I would waste a ton of my fab or my high priority on Charles Sims because I think Charles Sims will be Doug Martin if Martin's out. He has so, value even when Doug Martin comes back. That's the thing. He, even when Doug Martin comes back, Charles Sims has value exactly. But if he's gone, he is the guy. Right. All right. Well, let's go through the receivers. There are a couple of notes, mostly let on me, Seattle. Let me add one one guy, not injury-related. Go ahead. All right. So one, I do want to add one guy, Armando, before we move on, not injury-related. Um, it seems like we might have ourselves a full-on mm. uh, running back by committee with the Oakland Raiders. And I oh, do yeah. think that DeAndre Washington, if he's available in your league, um, you know, we kind of said it a few times in, in the offseason that we expected him to come in on certain rotations. Um He's getting more work than even I expected. He's uh, getting a lot more work than we expected. And so is the third string running back. They're all getting just about equal amount of snaps, yep. which is so, very, yeah. very scary. Jalen Richard came in and got a, a good amount of work as well. It's, um, but it, I would I would definitely add DeAndre Washington if I could. If you are a Murray owner, in my opinion, you need to sell high very, very fast because these touchdowns are going to fade away very, very fast. <laughs> So if you have, I still I still like him. I just don't think he's a one. No, no, and that's the thing. Some people draft him as a one or a two, and in my opinion, at most, throughout the season, he's going to finish as a flex option, a good flex uh, option at that. But he's not a number two running back, and you need to sell high. You can get a lot from Murray right now because he is scoring points, but it's not going to be consistent. He's touchdown, he's touchdown dependent. He's getting what eight carries a game. That's not enough. I still think he's a high end two. Um, based on the offense, and I think he will be in position to score uh, fairly often, right? I still think he'll finish the season with probably close to double-digit touchdowns. What Hold do you on. think? Uh, I'd, maybe at this point he's gotten two already. Let's make a board bet here, or a yeah, board bet. I think he has at least eight. Yeah, I think he'll have eight. No, I want to put, put Murray against another running back that would be a two. Hmm. How about... Latavius Murray versus I'll t- you take Latavius Murray I will take um, Jeremy Langford the rest of the way I'll do that okay. Christian Brito I am gonna take Latavius Murray uh, we're doing because uh, the board wager gentleman Kenneth um, asked that we say our names I'm gonna take Brito is gonna take uh, Latavius Murray rest of season or for the full season or what Full season. Full season. I'll take Latavius Murray. And I will take Armando Crespo. We'll take Jeremy Langford. All right. Eat bet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That that we already did that, Armando. Oh, clearly you? don't listen to the show. <laughs> me, and Dale listen, the, me and Dale record. What about LeGarrette <laughs> Blunt? Would you do that one? I would also do that one. That one's close. I might think these might change really quick. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady comes back. All right, LeGarrette, you're cut. Like, yeah, what the right? fuck? Like, Patriots do shit like <laughs> That's that. That's the only reason why I saw James White, because I know week five, it's going to be a completely different offense. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right, well, let's move on to wide receivers now. Yeah, so let's go ahead and move into wide receivers. Some, not nearly as many injuries or as much craziness happened, but the first guy I think that we feel I feel we need to talk about when it comes to the wide receivers is Stefan Diggs looking very, very nice through his first two games. Exploded with Sam Bradford in the in the offense yesterday. Um, what do you think about Diggs, Armando? 
Um, he's the shit. Um, we talked yeah. a little bit about him in the preseason, and yeah, he's exceeded his value at this point. It looks like he's going to demolish it. He's going to finish as a top 20 wide receiver, if not higher, if he continues. At the, he's not going to continue mm. at that pace, but if he continues putting up numbers somewhat close to that, he's going to be really viable as a number two, maybe number one wide receiver as he continues. Right. Sam Bradford um, can really deliver that ball to him. If you if you were redrafting right now, where would Diggs be in terms of your wide receivers? You top twenty four. Yeah, he would be, he would probably be right behind, right in front of Michael Floyd. I have Michael Floyd twenty six ish. He would be in that area. I would take him over Eric Decker, so I had to move around my ranks a bit. But yeah, he would be top twenty four to thirty somewhere in that range. He's and he's def- not. He's not available in a ton of leagues, but he's a guy that is still available, depending on your format, 13 to 15% of leagues, um, depending on your website, I mean. So he is available out there, just not in a lot of places. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about guys you can pick up, I got uh, Devontae Parker for $1 in my Fab League because um, someone dropped him, and he's back. He got targeted the most by the Dolphins. I think it was eight or nine this week so he's and he's not even 100 percent yet so that's gonna be really interesting to see how that develops with Landry and Devontae Parker requiring so much coverage yeah I think Devontae Parker is definitely worth an add now let's talk about the two injuries of note for wide receivers it was Baldwin and Lockett both seem to be fine both will be ready for the week but god damn does that Seattle offense look terrible yeah I mean we've got a injured and Clearly not nearly as effective if he's injured um, without his mobility, Russell Wilson. We have Doug Baldwin leave the game. We have Tyler Lockett leave the game. We have Thomas Rawls be ineffective and then leave the game. I mean, am I missing any part of any key part of their offense there? Like, holy no, fuck. Can I, can um, I just say one thing? Yep. Can I just say one thing, guys? Call that shit in July. Call that shit in July. All right, let's calm down. Um, this looks exactly like last year looked. No, they usually start off slow. I give you that, but this is a little different. Like, this is this. These are injury concerns versus being ineffective. Like everybody's injured. Last year they were ineffective to start the season. This year it's like, yeah. Is, is Wilson it's... is Wilson going to finish the game? Is Rawls going to be the same running back we saw for four games last year? You know what I mean? Like the wide receivers are banged up. You're right. There's a chance they'll flip it around. Hopefully that their bye week comes up soon but there is right now you should be hitting the panic button if you're a seattle owner of any player in my opinion yeah i i wouldn't go too far on that extent i mean they have um san fran in the next game um san fran is way better than we think eh. they put up a fight against carolina maybe carolina's defense isn't as good as we thought that i could we can argue that but San Francisco, San Francisco is better than we think. They're one and one. That's better than the Dolphins can say. It's better than several teams can say. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't hit the panic button on pretty much anybody here yet. Maybe I would on Tyler Lockett. Um, but as far as Wilson, he's been, for the first four years of his career, extremely healthy. Um, obviously, without his mobility, he's not the same guy, like, at all. Um, that is a very big part of his um, game. So yeah. if he's continuing to be limited in practice, I would worry for this next week or so. Um, but after that, I think once he's healthy, he'll be just fine. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's continue with the wide receivers because we've got we've got a couple of pretty damn good ones. Um, first 
guy that I would put in my priority um, would be Tyrell Williams if he's still out there. Um, another guy that Philip, I, I guess I gotta mention it to you, and um, also, I mean, it's it was in both of our, it, it was in our waiver wire article and as well as our dumper dumpster um, diving article on our website, Tyrell Williams, and he uh, he looked good, you know, caught a sixty-one yards and a touchdown. I do want to know one thing. Inman did get more snaps than Tyree Williams, um, but Tyree Williams is a way more athletic wide receiver. So um, just something to know. If Inman's available, he's also worth the target, but don't yep. waste a waiver wire on him. But Tyree Williams is a more athletic, more gifted wide receiver. So he definitely will have more value than, than Inman moving forward. But Inman is worth a look. I think they're both worth ads, and I think they're both worth um, – speculating on I think they're both going to be fine I mean what else are the Chargers going to do they need to throw some of these patch catchers and one of those two guys is going to end up getting a ton of targets well they probably both will get a ton of targets in that offense with both Keenan Allen and Danny Woodhead out yeah well they got Travis Benjamin who's gonna who's if he's available you guys target him right now right waste all your budget on him because he's going to be top 20 um but Inman is playing when they do two wide receivers set. It is Inman on the field, not Tyree Williams. That's the only reason why he's getting more snaps than Tyree Williams. Um, yeah, I would still say that the number two is going to end up being Tyrell. Yeah, I agree uh, Williams. with that. Um, I agree with that yeah. Again, this is assuming Benjamin's not available in your league, but he is still – Benjamin is out there in 20% of leagues. So if Benjamin's out there, I would probably waste even more of my budget – on Travis Benjamin, like you alluded to, because 115 yards, two touchdowns. So many targets, man. So many um, targets. So, looked good. And, um, yeah, speaking of a guy that's had a lot of targets over the first two weeks, Armando, Quincy Anunwa of the New York Jets. Ooh, boy. Um, he's looked good first two weeks. Um, caught every ball thrown his way. Um <laughs> He's he's definitely he's uh, honestly he's my top waiver ad. If I was number one waiver wire, whatever, and I don't need a running back, he's the guy you should target. Right. He's getting targets. He's getting receptions over Eric Decker and over Brandon Marshall. He is above them right now as far as targets and reception goes. So, um, that's definitely a guy I would consider there. Um, Two two more guys I want to talk about. This one's kind of iffy here. This we're getting we're talking about deeper leagues, Armando. Victor Cruz. Mm-hmm. Eight targets it. this week. Yep. Um is he is he back? Like is he worth an ad? Like what do you think about Victor Cruz? Honestly, I like Victor Cruz and he's definitely worth an ad in deeper leagues. If you're in twelve team format, yes, get him as you know, a four string wide receiver. I don't feel comfortable starting him just yet. But the Giants are improving on offense. Yeah, I think he's definitely worth an ad. I, I I don't see why not. Richard's starting him in our league right now as his number two wide receiver. So th- that goes to show you. <laughs> that's That's got some balls right there. I, I, uh, <laughs> I picked him up last week just to kind of see him salsa and feel good about it. And I went ahead and dropped him again because I needed uh, needed some depth. At uh, don't want to say. Never mind. Um, but I... He's definitely worth an ad. I think in, at, at this point, we kind of need to speculate and see what's going on. I wouldn't have the balls to start him, right? He would sit on my bench and kind of let it play out a little exactly. bit more. But yeah. uh, he might end up being what everybody wanted that, Sterling Shepard to be this week. Sterling um, Shepard was but good. But Sterling Shepard was still good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, he's still 
He had over 100 yards, so you can't complain about that. Can this can this offense? I mean, does, is it just going to hinder maybe Odell Beckham a little bit more? Yes, um, that's what's happening gonna, right now. Um, we've got an offense that seems to be a little bit more well-rounded with three very good wide receivers and two talented tight ends. Um, they do struggle on running back position, let's tell you. But uh, right. <laughs> it was yeah. an ugly. It was an ugly week, at least for a game that was supposed to be fucking amazing for fantasy points. Really wasn't. But um, most people ended up okay, I guess, if you started some of these guys. So, um, <clears throat> uh, last couple guys: Cole Beasley again um, with uh, six more targets in week two, five passes for seventy-five yards. Worth an ad for you? No. Dale, Dale draft, um, got him off the waiver wire. I don't think he's worth an ad. I think eventually Drake's going to realize that it's Cole Beasley and he has Des Bryant on the other side. So uh, let's see how long that takes him. But Cole Beasley's not worth an ad. If you added him, you can cut him. You feel feel free to cut him. I'm exaggerating, I'll be honest, but he's not worth he's not worth wasting a waiver wire on him at all. Right. He's He'll probably be still available on the free agency ad, and I think he's one of those deep dive players that for as long as Dak Prescott's out there, he's probably going to end up with some targets. But uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna realize you know Dez is on the other side of the field. I agree. Um, so, Jamison Crowder, uh, worth an ad in deeper leagues. Watch him, and if you have the roster spot for him, like if you have a deep bench, definitely add him. He's getting the targets, and eventually Jordan Reed's gonna go down. So Jamison Crowder is the guy who will see the most boost when that happens. All right, so Armando, let's let's go back through these. I want to go back wait, to the running wait. backs. We forgot one player that we should probably talk about. All right. Dante Moncrief. Yeah, he's not available in any lease. No, he's injured. Let's talk about Colts wide receiver Philip Dorsett because um, Moncrief missed most of the game with a you know apparent shoulder injury. Hillison left the game a little bit hobbled. Um, what do you think about Philip Dorsett, Armando? Philip Dorsett is a must start. Must grab off. He will. You plug if you grab him off waiver wire. You start him right away because Moncrief is going to be out for a few weeks. We don't know the extent of the injury, but if he's out for any extended period of time, Philip Dorsett is definitely worth starting. And he's and, a guy. I mean, he's only owned in two point seven percent of your of leagues. Exactly. So he's definitely out there. Um, and like Armando said, I mean, he looked good in week one, even with the other two guys on the field. Um, week two, not so much. Obviously, we're playing against the Broncos. And um, not looking so hot out there against probably still the best defense in in, in the National Football League. Um, but Dorsett, he should look pretty good as long as the matchups are good. Yeah, um, so, yeah, grab him if you can, please. Speak, speaking of matchups, his next three matchups are the Chargers, Jaguars, and Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty juicy matchups. They're amazing. <laughs> if you if he's on your roster, you start him. And I'm adding Philip Dorsett right yep. now on my waiver. He has 11 targets through the first two games, which isn't bad, and over 120 yards. I mean, he's with yeah with Andrew Luck back there. There's a chance he'll get a he'll catch a ball or two. Let's go ahead and hit continue. All right, <laughs> confirm. All right, so Jarek McKinnon, Philip Dorsett. Fozzie Whitaker are all in my waiver priority. <laughs> all right, Armando, let's do this. Um, I want to play. Um, I don't know if we want to call it this or that, but I do want to play a little game. Wait, can we just go over a couple more guys before we move on? I'm sorry. Fuck. I'm sorry. All right. There's a lot of guys. I thought we. Okay. Sorry. We I sh- just want to put a couple guys out there. 
Mike Wallace has caught three touchdowns through two games. Definitely worth an ad if he's available in your leagues. Definitely worth an ad. He has a connection with Joe Flacco. And still talking about the Ravens, you want to target Dennis Pitta. He had over 100 yards last game, so it seems like he's fully healthy now, and he trusts Joe Flacco trusts it. So both those guys, if they're available, they're definitely worth an ad. If you're hurting a tight end, Pitta is definitely the top waiver wire ad. Um, and Terrence West, he's getting touches. You know, he's getting 12 touches a game. If you're hurting at running back, he's not effective by any means, but, you know, maybe he'll walk into the end zone one of these days. And if you need a running back, and a lot of people do this week, West might be worth an ad. And Tevin Coleman, we didn't talk about him last week, but if he's available, add him because he's splitting the work with Freeman. So if he's available, grab him because right now he looks like the better runner. So we'll see what happens moving forward. I do, I do want to quickly mention then as well, since we're talking just quickly, um, none of these guys are going to be elite for what I'm about to say. But let's talk just real quick about the tight ends. Um, my number one ad that I saw, I thought, I thought he looked pretty good with Sam Bradford in the game, was Kyle Rudolph. Um, yeah. Four catches, 65 yards. Um, in week one, he had the 31 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think Kyle Rudolph is back to being that guy that you start and kind of hope for a touchdown, plus a little bit more. Like, I kind of expect him to get some yards along with it now. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. He's, I mean, he's been great for the first two, for the first two weeks. Um, just a uh, couple more guys there. Clive Walford. I mean, he's looked pretty good for the first two weeks. Um, you know, uh, fifty yards and a touchdown. Second week, would you be willing to grab Clive Walford? If I am in desperate need of a tight end and I have Gronkowski and he's out for another week and Martellus Bennett is taken, yes, Clyde Walford is the number one guy. Or Vance McDonald, he caught an 80-yard touchdown. So Right. To be, to be you know, fair, none of these guys you probably have to waste a priority on. Um, you can kind of pick which tight end you want to lean towards. But we have Kyle Rudolph, we have Clive Walford, Vance McDonald does look good. And um, I guess Dale would be upset if we didn't mention Jesse James looks pretty good as well. Yeah, he's got he got another touchdown. He's what three receptions? That's not terrible. I mean, right? What, it's an what? offense that's going to be pretty good. I mean, the Bengals' defense is quite good, and he still looked okay against them. So, um, you know, future schedule is going to be playing the Eagles next week. Um, you know, probably worth an add if you need him for at least a week or two. Um, and we got to see how long the Darius Green is going to be out. I mean. It might be for the whole season, so I would definitely speculate on Jesse James, but I don't think you have to waste your waiver on any of these guys. No. And if you're going to be in a fab budget, maybe $2, $3 if you want to make sure that you get them, you know? But it's not yeah. something you have to waste a ton on. Last guy we'll talk about, and then we'll do it, this or that, Darren Sproles. He's getting more. He's on the field a lot more than Ryan Matthews is at, is at the moment. Right. So just if he's available and he stays healthy through the rest of the Monday night game, Darren Sproles is worth an ad. And just wait and see until Ryan Matthews gets injured because it will happen. Right. To be, yep. To be fair, last week um, Sproles did have more snaps, like Armando said, than Ryan Matthews in, in Week One. We'll kind of see how that breaks down in Week Two because we are recording this <laughs> halfway through the Monday night game, so not exactly sure how that's going to continue to shake out. But um, Sproles is definitely cutting into Matthews' work, and uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. All right. So Armando. <clears throat> Let's play with each of these positions a little bit of uh, this or that, I guess, with the the running backs. We'll do it in a bit of a different way, though. So let, let give me that drop real quick. This or that. This or that. Da, 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 da. All right, Armando. Let's uh, let's say Matt Asiata. Would you rather have Matt Asiata? Okay, 
I'm going to go ahead and take Charles Sims out of the equation. If he's available, would he probably be your number one guy? Yes. Uh, assuming Martin misses time. Yeah. All right, so let's start with uh, Matt Asiata. Would you rather have Matt Asiata or Cameron Artis Payne? Matt Asiata. Safety net, because I do feel like Matt Asiata will get the the carries, and Fozzie Whitaker, if healthy. Okay. Uh, he showed enough. He showed enough that he might take away from Curtis Artis Payne, so I will go Matt Asiata. Matt Asiata or Jay Ajayi? Oh, um, Matt Asiata because we know Peterson's going to be out for a few more weeks in Jay Ajayi. Okay. Then all right, Foster. all right. Matt Asiata or DeAndre Washington in Oakland? Matt Asiata. Hmm, interesting. All right. I'm staying away from that running back by my committee over there. That's three-headed monster. I don't want any of that. Matt Asiata or Dwayne Washington in Detroit? Uh, depends on the severity of the injury. If he's out for more than a week, I'll take Dwayne Washington. But I'm, right. from the knowledge I have right now, I'm going to go with Dwayne Washington. I'm going to go with Dwayne Washington. Okay. The upside and intrigues me. That's assuming – I'm assuming here you have Matt Asiata over Jarek McKinnon? Yes. Okay, just based on our conversation earlier. Um, I lean on the other side of Jarek McKinnon, and I would pretty much do Jarek McKinnon over all those other guys. Um where we stood there. So let's do one more. I picked Washington, by the way. You picked Washington. So DeAndre Washington or Terrence West? Not DeAndre Washington. Um, Dwayne Washington. Oh, these motherfuckers are going to confuse me all year. Dwayne Washington (laughs) or Terrence West? Um, I'll do uh, Dwayne Washington. I'm banking on Amir Amir Abdullah missing at least six games from what I'm reading right now. All right. And that's definitely something we'll try to keep you updated. Um, Guys, one of the best ways you can keep updated on fantasy news is to go ahead and get on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at eSleepFF. Little shameless promotion mid, you know, mid podcast. That's fine, right? Probably not. No. <laughs> All right. So Dwayne Washington's probably your number one ad as far as running backs here. Yeah, I guess. I mean, personally, I'm not wasting a waiver wire this week. But um, yeah, if you if you are desperate for running back or you lost someone this week, I feel like Dwayne Washington. Find out what comes out tomorrow before I put that waiver wire in. If I mean, let's me- let's assume, right? Let's just say, for I'm, some reason, you're in a league, right? And you yeah. lost Keenan Allen in the first week. And then you lost Adrian Peterson in the second week. How would that happen? How is that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's say you're unlucky enough, right? Along with the fact that you have Tyrod Taylor on your... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we just named Dale's roster. <laughs> um, he has Amir Abdullah, too. Oh, God. Poor Dale. I'm assuming that Amir Abdullah is going to miss a few weeks, more than more than four, uh, based off of what we're reading right now and what we know. Uh, that's why I'm going with Washington. I feel like he has the most upside. We know what Matt Asiata is. We kind of know what Jeremy McKinnon is. I feel like I like the question mark when I'm wasting a waiver wire on Washington. I don't, the- I don't think Theo Riddick is going to cut into Washington's work as far as you know running the ball. So, All right. So let's let's do the same game right now with the wide receivers. And we'll kind of wrap up with this. I play a little this or that with the wide receivers. Let's start with Victor Cruz. Would you rather have Victor Cruz or uh, Quincy Anunwa? Quincy Anunwa. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I'm, I agree with you there. So Quincy Anunwa or Tyrell Williams of the Chargers? Ooh, that is a close one. Um, I'm going to go with Quincy Anunwa. Because he's just, 
No, I'm going with Tyree Williams. He's right now he has the potential of being the number one wide receiver over there, so I'm gonna go with Williams. Right. Um and you would only go with Williams if I'm assuming Benjamin's available not available in your league. Correct. We're gonna stick we're gonna stick with some of the guys that are widely available, right. but I think we both agree we would rather have uh Travis Benjamin if he's available in your league, which he is in almost twenty percent of leagues, so if he's out there, look for him. All right, so Tyrell Williams or Philip Dorsett? That is going to be Philip Dorsett based off, I think Moncrief is going to miss a few weeks. No, right. I'm going with Williams. Sorry, I take that back, Will. Yep, I I am going to agree with your um, <laughs> your backpedaling on every one of these, and I'm going to go, I'm going <laughs> to go with tough, Tyrell. <laughs> these are kind of tough to figure out who you might want. Um, so to put them in my own personal order, I would put them Tyrell Williams, Philip Dorsett, Quincy and Anwa, and then, you know, maybe you speculate on Victor Cruz. Yeah, I completely agree with all that. It's just so, I mean, there's so many question marks coming in on Monday, so it just all depends on who's going to be out for a long period of time. Right now, it feels like it's Washington, and obviously Tyree Williams is going to get all the work, so it's between, yeah, it has to be those two guys. And Richard would like to let you know that you should add Chris Hogan. Don't do it. Oh, no. Is there anything else we should talk about? I think get the fuck out of here, Chris Hogan. He's got him on all his rosters, by the way, sitting there, waiting to be cut, just waiting. That's like me that I fucking put Isaiah Crowell on every single one of my drafts, and uh, it's looking pretty decent right now, actually. I might have to play him over Jeremy Hill next week. Yeah. Do you? Do we have anyone to play a quick dumps game? Who, who like, any panic buttons we should talk about? I'll throw, <sighs> you, I'll, I'll, I'll throw some names at you, and you tell me panic or don't panic. We don't have to go any farther than that. How about that? Let's uh, let, we're gonna move on from the waiver wire now, and we're gonna kind of talk about some of the guys that uh, we need to find out if we need to hit the panic on, on them. Okay, that was like the worst fucking segue of all time. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna throw you some names, and you tell me panic or don't panic. Okay. All right. Let's start with the very first one, uh, Mark Ingram. Uh. Not yet, but I, I had him rated, I think, as a high-end RB2 to come into the season, and I think that's exactly what he is. If you drafted him higher than that, maybe you're a little bit panicked, but uh, I'm not terrified of him. I think he'll be just fine. All right, Gurley. I I would start to worry. You wasted a very high first-round pick on an offense that's just not effective, and they can basically stock the box however they want on him. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm panicking a little bit. Uh, do we need to do like a scale on this? I'm sorry, no, guys. No. This is like the first time. So first first one was a mild nah. panic, like a one. So no panic. Gurley's like a six. Yeah. All right. What about Latavius Murray? I'm panicking personally on Latavius Murray. I'm, uh, I'll give you a, a four. He's showing the ball a little bit more than I thought he would. Yeah. Uh, what about... I guess I wouldn't put Lamar Miller in this category, but Lamar no, Miller. Lamar Miller is a zero for me. Okay. I think, I mean, he's he's got to be top five in yards, and he's he just hasn't scored as much as you would expect him to, but he's doing just fine. Um, zero for Lamar Miller. Odell Beckham? Three, actually. I, I'm, I don't think he's going to finish the year as a top two wide receiver, right? No. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a panic. You know, he'll probably still be top five or six. Um, but the other receivers are cutting into his time. And that might hurt just a little bit. Um, yeah. But he'll get his touchdowns. And his touchdowns will be what decides how high he'll finish at the end of the year. And he's going to be just fine. So uh, let me lower that down. I'll, I'll put it at two. All right. That's fair enough. Um, Devontae Freeman and then Eddie Lacy. 
Uh, I'm going to give you a good six on Devontae Freeman as well. Sharing the ball a lot more than I thought he would. Um, He was effective, though. Like, that's kind of, uh, you know, it's a five or six just based on he's sharing the ball. But he looked fucking good. Like, what was it, almost six yards of carry? Um, So he just didn't get into the end zone. Um, It's kind of one of those things. He got 17 carries, right? And that's plenty of work. He got 992 rushing yards. Like, I'm happy with that. But at the same time, you just wonder how much it would be, how nice it would be if he got all the work. But then again, we saw him slow down at the end of the year when he did get all the work. So it's kind of like pick your poison with him. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Lacy? That offense as a whole, man, they're not looking as good as we thought they would be. Um, yeah, I'm not panicked. Um, I just don't think he's going to be elite, elite. Um, I'm I'm personally not panicking at all in the Green Bay offensive. Play. I'd say yeah, like a three. I'm not like scared, scared. I mean, I am low. worried about Eddie Lacy than I am the Green Bay Packers offense. I feel like it was a tough defense, and yeah, here's I mean, a. Here's a little eyebrow race. It's not necessarily a panic. I'd still say my panic is a zero or a one. I'm not panicked at all. But uh, Chris Johnson had more carries than David Johnson this week. They were up by like 30 points, man. Still, though, like, no, I hear he had, you. He had, he had over 25 carries last week against New England. That's I'm true. okay. I'm fine with it. I love David Johnson. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said shit. I apologize, I will. I, I, will, I, will eat, I guess I, I, I admit that I am wrong about David Johnson. You know who I am panicking about? Who? Anybody on the on uh, Arizona wide receivers that's not that's named exactly, Larry Fitzgerald? That's exactly what I was going to say. That was my next one. I was I was waiting for that. I was going to go into the wide receivers. I think John Brown's worth dropping at this point in the game. Uh, John Brown is I, – I don't know about dropping, but he's, he's a guy that's going to be on my bench for the next three weeks. If, if you have a full roster and Tyree Williams is available – you're dropping him. Like if you if you have no one else to drop, and you're you he is you have time. I would 100 percent drop him for Stefan Diggs. Yes, like oh, not even yeah, close. Clearly, yeah. yeah. I mean, but that but I mean, like this is a tougher decision. You got Tyree Williams looking at you. You got Philip Dorsett. If both of them are going to get significant snaps, I would rather have them moving forward than John Brown. John Brown's not going to be good unless one of those other two wide receivers gets hurt. Yeah. Um, oh, Jeremy watch Hill. that shit happen next week. I'm not I'm not panicked on Jeremy Hill. He's gonna he's gonna fall into the end zone every other week. Just like he did last week, yeah. I'm not scared. I mean, he's ineffective, but he's he's he was drafted exactly at what he's going to finish at, which is a top twenty running back who's going to be kind of hit or miss, and it all depends on whether or not he gets that touchdown. And he'll have a couple of great weeks uh, mixed in there, but uh, he'll have mediocre weeks all the time. Yeah. I agree with most of those. So three, um, I, I'm personally I really – if I have John Brown, I'm cutting him for if I'm able to get Philip Dorsett or Tyree Williams or, you know, one of the other running backs we talked about earlier. I'd be very pleasantly surprised if I drafted a guy like Larry Fitzgerald, if mm-hmm. I drafted a guy like uh, Isaiah Crowell. Um, uh, okay. Uh, anybody else well, you're panicking well, on, Armando? Anybody else you want to ask about? No. I mean, I got a couple. Let's do some uh, sell highs because there's a couple – there's like three or four guys I want to ask your real thoughts on. Um, okay. Like Mike Wallace. If you have Mike Wallace, is it time to sell him or do you hold on to him? Yeah. Mike Wallace is the new Tory Smith. And uh, for all the arguments me and Dale had about who was going to be the most effective wide receiver in in, uh, in Baltimore, it's going to be Mike Wallace. I know. 
I got him in listener league last week. I'm so happy about it. He's gonna be good every other week again. Yeah. Like well, I, I would two weeks never in a row right feel, now for him. So, I don't but know. I would never feel comfortable starting Mike Wallace unless he was doing it for like four weeks in a row. And then, and then the, the fifth week, week he's gonna suck, right? <laughs> like exactly, exactly what's gonna happen. Um, another guy, Willis Sneed. No, that's gonna continue all year. I agree. He's that. gonna be good all year. Yeah. I think he's he was severely underrated this year. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. How about Will Fuller? Um, how high can you sell Will Fuller right now? I don't know if you can necessarily Get unless somebody's back. unless somebody's very informed, right? Unless somebody's listening to this podcast all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Sucking my own dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, Will Fuller's probably a good sell-high candidate if somebody's willing to pay for him. Um, I think that offense is going to shift back to more DeAndre Hopkins, more Lamar Miller, but I think he'll be pretty effective for most of the year. I think he's a good uh, low-end wide receiver three for the rest of the year. Yeah. All right. Anyone else I'm missing we should talk about? Melvin Gordon? I I, I mean, after that, Danny Woodhead. I don't think he's a sell-high. I think he's going to be pretty damn good all year. Yeah. I I mean, two weeks in a row against you know decent defenses, I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll hold on to him. One more guy I do not think is a sell high is Marvin Jones. Oh, God Just, damn it. I'm so mad that you guys are right about that. I'm so <laughs> mad about it. Um, I just want to say that of like, I, you know, I might end up being wrong about Russell Wilson, but I'm not going to be wrong about Marvin Jones. Um, and I have him in every single one of my leagues. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was dead wrong. I was like, I got to see it before I believe it. And then now he's not available in any of my leagues. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else? We I think we got it. That's a good podcast. Yeah, man. Fuck those other guys. We don't need them. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and uh, enjoy baseball. What? What? If they're not listening to football, then maybe they're going to watch baseball. Nobody watches baseball. Uh, if you're not Cuban, you're not watching baseball. Why? Why you gotta be Cuban or Dominican? I guess. Wow, this is that's really racist. I'm 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 both. It's okay. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Good night, guys. I'm scowling, cherry red, chariot of scallions. We don't deal with money, only blood gets the drought in. Lounging, free drinks by the fountain. Cold can't save you, but I know who died for your medallion. Cold.